Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trending lower this morning following a mixed performance by U.S. stocks overnight. Tokyo is down 0.4%, Seoul is off about a third of a percent, and Sydney is trading marginally lower. Investor sentiment is cautious amid rising COVID-19 cases and the impending U.S. elections. In the U.S., tech stocks did well overnight, but other blue chips did not. The Nasdaq rose two-thirds of a percent, while the Dow fell 0.8%. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang. How's the day looking, Ryan? Uh, so far, so good. How's your day going? Pretty good, pretty good, in spite of the rain this morning. Hopefully, things uh, will look better weather-wise. As you and I previewed on Monday, Ryan, we are in the midst of earnings season. Now, more than one-third of the S&P 500 components opened their books this week. Companies in Asia-Pacific are reporting as well. So we're going to look at several results this morning. And I want to start with one of Asia's most prominent banks, HSBC. Because HSBC has been having a tough year, catching flack from both the US and China. Now, regular listeners of this program may recall that HSBC share price has been trading at its lowest level in decades. Its latest earnings, though, are better than expected. So how did HSBC do? Let's walk through the numbers. So profit before tax came in at $3.07 billion for the third quarter um, ended September. That is lower, though, from last year, 36% lower. But the good news is it's better than the analyst's forecast of $2.07 billion. So that seems to be lifting the optimism around the stock price, which is up 5% on the back of the earnings. And if you look at the... Um, I guess, suggestions or the takeaways from what the management is saying, they are indicating that this suggests a bottoming of the credit cycle and the bank is putting in place all of the building blocks that it needs to resume dividends. And that's a key thing because it has been stopped by the UK um, central bank. And that is quite um, reflective of what is happening everywhere else for banks to conserve their capital to either cap the dividends or to stop paying dividends. And this is a piece of great news for investors who are typically um, quite big investors be, um, behind HSBC because of the dividends. So now there is some signs that that might come back online because things are coming, uh, turning around for HSBC. Mm. And if you look at some of the provisions that is setting aside for loan losses, that is also in, uh, was suggesting it's tapering off. Uh, it's added $785 million in the latest third quarter for potential loan losses. So all in for the first nine months of 2020, it, set, it has set aside $7.6 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is, of course, something to watch in the coming quarters if there is going to be a second wave of COVID-19 that could just put a brakes on any recovery. Okay, so briefly, faced with the lower profits, HSBC is revamping its business model. It plans to flip its main source of income from interest rates to fees, like a fee for maintaining a standard current account. So do you think the shift, Ryan, is going to go over well with consumers? Yeah. Can you imagine it having to pay a bank to put your money? That doesn't really gel with a lot of people, right? Mm. Uh, But it has been forced into this uh, corner somewhat because of the low interest rate environment. The Fed has said it will be near zero for at least three years. In the UK, it is now at record lows of 0.1% and there's even talk that it might even go negative. So that is putting a lot of pressure on the profit margins of these banks and HSBC is not entertaining the thought that it might need to charge 
customers of current accounts, uh, those with overdraft facilities for being a bank customer. So that is uh, something they are thinking about to kind of, I guess, beef up their coffers. Mm. But customers in markets like Britain still expect the uh, accounts to be free for them. Okay, let's take a quick look at some corporate results. I'm going to name a company. And Ryan, you tell us if they've beat expectations or not and then why. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Microsoft. All right. Microsoft, the focus was on cloud computing and yep. it did not disappoint. Uh, that was a huge driver for growth. And if you look at what we had, uh, revenue was at $37.2 billion and earnings per share at $1.82. That beat the consensus forecast for one fifty-four. Mm-hmm. So Azure really lifting the, uh, the earnings. Uh, but one thing to look out for is its forecast kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. So its stock price was down over 1% in after hours trading. Now, the work-from-home trend is also giving a boost to Microsoft's cloud-based services. Its commercial cloud segment grossed more than 15 billion U.S. dollars in the third quarter. That is up more than 30% from a year earlier. Next up, Pfizer. All right, Pfizer, the drug company, we had earnings coming in at 75 cents a share on $12.7 billion in sales. So that was a bit of a well, mixed bag. Uh, so what we have coming out from Pfizer is also a bit of guidance on when its vaccine is coming through and it says clinical trials are underway. It's near the completion stage or the final phase of it. So despite that good news, its stock price was still down 1.3%. And I think that was really because um, the earnings was not a complete um, beat. Uh, its sales lagged behind expectations at $12.1 billion. So that Mm. is something that weighed on investors. Now, analysts on Pfizer's conference call asked so many questions about the company's COVID-19 vaccine study that company officials had to repeatedly ask for their patients. Pfizer was supposed to reveal the results of its experimental two-dose vaccine by the end of this month, but those results are now likely to be delayed by a week. Next up, Merck. Okay, Merck is another... I guess, a company that's involved in the pharma scene. And what we have is beating estimates on its um, adjusted earnings forecast for the year. So if I take a quick look at its earnings, uh, that is helping to push its shares up around 2%. And you've got sales of drugs rising 2% to $11.3 billion. And this was mainly due to its um, drugs in the cancer um, front, the cancer drugs like um, Keytruda, and certain hospital acute care products, that is doing well for Merck and it is helping its stock price uh, so far. Next up on the earnings list, Maple Tree Industrial Trust. Okay, so Maple Tree Industrial Trust, we saw DPU distribution per unit down to 3.1 cents. That's down from 3.13 cents a, a year ago. And this is for its third quarter ending September. And this is though, despite distributable income rising 14.8% to $72.9 million. So we had higher net property income and also higher distributions declared by joint ventures. But what weighed on uh, the distribution per unit was higher management fees from its manager. So that was, um, I guess, a bit of a mixed bag for Maple Tree. And in other corporate news, it's been a bumper year for Malaysia's Supermax. The glove maker's profits have risen more than 30 times. It's now thinking of listing on the Singapore exchange. 
Moving on, the Las Vegas Sands Corporation may need a new name. It's considering selling off its Las Vegas gaming properties to focus on Asia instead. Tell us more, Ryan. Yeah, so if you've been to Vegas, it is um, one of the biggest properties there. Las Vegas Sands is thinking about selling those properties. And this could fetch around $6 billion. Right now, it's not official yet. So it's still talks and it's according to reports. Um, for now, you are looking at at very early stages. It might not go through. And this will end up with potentially sense focusing on Macau, Singapore, and maybe Japan if it does get its license there. But that is not looking very um, um, likely at this stage. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, what could happen um, in the coming months. And so far, the stock rose as much as 12% in after-hours trading uh, after the news was reported. In property news, a rare site in District 9 is now up for sale. The plot on Oxley Rise is more than 117,000 square feet. Would you like to live there, Ryan? (laughs) Tell us more about why it's for sale and will the existing house continue to stand on it? Okay, let's walk through what this house looks like. Please. It is a two-story bungalow. It is huge, of course, in District 9. It has an well, it's on a plot that has a land area of over 117,000 square feet. So this was owned by the family, the Chong family, uh, that is behind the Hongfok Corporation and Tian Tech Group. And Tian Tech Group is one of the country's oldest property developers. You might be familiar with some of them, including International Plaza at Anson Road. So they've, of course, got this property that they want to sell now. Uh, because the last resident, Matriat Lim Yi, died in February. So that is a background to why they are selling it. Uh, and what happens if they sell it? It could yield up to 21 bungalows. That gives you an indication of how big this lot size is. Alternatively, if you have semi-detached housing development built on it, it could hold about 42 homes. If you have terrace houses built on it, it could have more than 50 of them. So this is a huge plot of land in the area of Oxley. Well, let's check in on the local market action now. We're 15 minutes into the trading day. Yesterday, the STI fell a little less than half a percent to 25.12. So how's it doing this morning? And does it look like traders are going to challenge the index's support at the 2,500 level? Well, it's on a two-day losing streak. And if you look at what's been happening overnight, we had some rather negative leads from Wall Street, the Dow back-to-back losses. And across Asia, you are looking at markets underwater, and that is the case for Singapore. And right now, down by 0.3%. And looking at some of the top movers, um, banks have been under pressure for the past few days. And if I look at what's happening for DBS, that is leading the banks down by 0.8%. Aspen Group Holdings, which has been talking about potentially moving to the main board, uh, that is continuing to see its price, a stock price up, uh, go up. It's now up by 1.8% at 28 cents. All right, this has been Market View. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.